Yeah, it is, and all of that is true. You knew Chris was going to take a shot at Slee, and it is absolutely a little Ram pre-half and post-reunion special. It is Travis and Kirk after dark. How are you, my friend? I haven't seen you since the end of football season. I know. How you doing, Travis? It's crazy to think that we've been – I know myself, I've been at ESPN Los Angeles, 710 ESPN, for five years, and I can't believe – is this our first show that is non-football related? I think it is. I, I, we, we've, we've, we've crossed paths a few times when we, I've been on other shows, you've been on other shows, and so we've done Correct. a segment here or there. But this is the first time they're going to let us talk about some stuff that isn't Jared Goff or Todd Gurley or Sean McVay yeah. or Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I'm excited about that, man. Yeah, I got the hot takes ready. So whenever you're ready for them, I got them locked and loaded. Well, I'm, look, we got a lot to get to, Kirk. There, there's a million things that I want to get into, right. namely food and nonsense, and that's what we do here on the night show. And just to give you a heads up, and I'm going to take a quick look as I say this to you, I just want to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into because at night the Twitter people – are a little different than they are during the day. They get a little looser. They do things a little bit differently. They ask some weirder questions. You ready for this? I'm all ready, brother. All right. So you can send the tweets to me, at Travis Rogers. You can send them to Kirk, at Kirk Morrison. And, of course, you can make the phone call as well, 877-710-ESPN. So, Kirk, this is how fast things change. We went from about five minutes ago not being able to play high school sports in Southern California (laughs) to now we can go to Dodger games. (laughs) That <laughs> we can go to an Angel game, that fans are going to be allowed in the stands probably by the time we get to open day. The rules change just a little bit. There's still one more hurdle to clear, but it seems very, very likely that we're going to have fans in the stands at Dodger Stadium, at the Big A, outdoor concerts as soon as April. Yeah, I- I'm excited, Travis. I saw this news, and it- I immediately said it is. It- it's about time. I mean, right now we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Two mm-hmm. weeks to flatten the curve. We th- Those were the it's words that we It's been a long two heard. weeks, Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> it's the two weeks that lasted 365. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, literally, Travis, we, this was about the time last year. And the only reason why I remember is because – you know me. I'm a I'm a a spring training buff. You know, mm-hmm. I love to go to spring training in Arizona. Um, I will be still attending spring training this year because I missed oh, it last year. We'll get to that. Of, what's that? We'll get to your spring training trip. Oh, I want to yeah. hear all about that. Oh yeah, I'm already going, brother. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that because these prices since they announced what's going on have skyrocketed, but it's good. Well, they can only let a few people in. They gotta <laughs> they gotta make a little bang for their buck, right? Exactly. But no, I mean just thinking about. Um, here in Los Angeles, um, hearing that people will be able to go to Dodger games, go to Angel games, um, that's huge. You mentioned it. If it was five minutes ago and high school sports weren't even allowed uh, to happen outside, and now all of a sudden things have changed so quickly, a lot of it has to do with obviously the curve is finally going in the right direction, also the vaccination process and how that's going, but to finally be able to sit down and go to a sporting event, Travis, or go to a concert, that's something that people need. That is something that people enjoy, but that's also something that brings so many people together. And it's about time that finally, finally, we can get back to some sort of normalcy when it comes to sports and, and, and concerts. Yeah, so here, here's what it is. that Currently, right now, as we sit here, L.A. and Orange County, which is most of what we're talking about, um, 
are currently in the purple tier. And what the purple tier means right now, that you can only have 100 or fewer people uh, in the building, that you need advanced reservations, and that there are no concessions and concourse sales or anything like that. So that's, that's still exceedingly limited. That being said, they've checked two of the three boxes to move into the red tier, which is where it gets much more like a regular game. In the red tier, you get 20% capacity and you get in-seat concessions. And then mm-hmm. the next step from there, 33% capacity, then yellow 67. So hopefully once we open up a little bit and get to going, that we're going to be able to see people in other places, not just Dodger Stadium and and not just the Big A and outdoor, but maybe, you know, who knows? We'll see whether you get to go to a hockey game or a Laker game or a Clipper game, because those are inside that's a little bit different but it does feel like we're making some progress and you know I, we talked with Jeannie Buss last night Sliwa and I did Kirk and, and I asked her about the fans and we were talking about it and she said that you know it just doesn't feel quite the same not getting to celebrate not getting the people in there and you're, you you were a player so I don't know if it resonates the same way for you as it does for a lot of us because we never had the opportunity to be on the field or the court or the diamond or one of those things but it's such a big part of the experience to be out there and and get to see it live, experience it live, feel it live, as good as it is on TV, and I'll watch just about anything on TV. It's a totally different dynamic when you're in the building or in the stadium. Totally different. Totally different. And I I think the one thing for me is the emotions of the game, right? You know when a big play just happened, whether it's for your team or against your team, the oohs and the ahs, Mm -hmm. the roar of the crowd, right? A guy breaking a long run or hitting a three-point shot, whatever it may be, that that roar of the crowd, it, it brings something to you. The high fives in the arena or at the stadium, those are the parts that, you know, I know I've missed. And those are the parts of the game in which, uh, you know, the one thing I learned in broadcasting, Travis, is sometimes, and producers, and I, I've learned this, I, I really do. Sometimes the pictures tell the story more than a voice, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, big play happens, uh, you know, a Justin Turner home run. You can show the fans how excited they are, standing up, high-fiving, clapping, elbowing, I mean, you know, chest bumps. You can see those reactions show you that that was a big play just has, yeah. has just happened. Well, you don't it, need to hear it. No, you don't. But when you when there are people there and you can hear it, that's a whole different thing. Especially, you know, when you'd see a baseball game when the Dodgers were playing at home at Dodger Stadium and right. you know, Mookie Betts hits a home run or Bellinger hits a home run, you see him and they pipe in the sound and the lights are flashing. It's kind of cool. And then they'll take an overhead shot and you see it empty. You're like, oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> this is we're in the middle of this whole thing. So this is good news. If the Angels and the Dodgers move into this red tier, the Dodgers could have about eleven thousand fans for opening day. The Angels could have about 9,000 fans for their opening day against the, uh, the the White Sox. So, Kirk, let's just say that you can get yourself a ticket. What's the first thing you want to go to here in town when they'd give you a green light? Is it a Baseball? concert? Is it a Dodger game? What is it? Oh, man, I would have to go to a Laker game, man, honestly. I mean, if, the, the, uh, if I had to choose of the sports, right, I think it would be a Laker game just because uh, they were the first to win the, the latest championship, right? They mm-hmm. were the first. They, they they beat the Dodgers right before the Dodgers got there. So Beat them by about a month. By about a month. So I would say Lakers first, then Dodgers, and then after that would be maybe your uh, – oh, still got to check out SoFi when it's still full, right? I yeah, mean, that's, that's, that's the one, right? That's the one, man. It, it, it's up there. Trust me. It is, it, it's up there. But I think for the ones who have already been here – 
Like you want to go back to and see those banners raised. I think that's the that's the part that if I had to choose the opening of one of those, I'd rather go to a Laker game first before I go over to a Dodger game and then finally so far. Yeah, go ahead and send us a tweet what you'd like to see first at Travis Rogers, at Kirk Morrison. You can send us a card, make a call, I should say, 877-710-ESPN. Kirk, I want you to listen to what Jeannie said to us last night, talking about how important it is for her and for the Lakers to have people back in that building. You know, I don't have any indication. I mean, myself personally, I'm hoping that as we um, get past the All-Star break and and to the end of the month and beginning of April, that maybe – There'll be some, you know, as the cases continue to decrease. Um, But it's important for people to know that we're not through this yet, that they still have to wear their masks. They still have to practice social distancing. And, you know, hopefully we can extinguish this virus. Um, But, you know, we we are under the the, um, orders of the state and the county. And, uh, you know, we will abide by whatever, uh, you know, the, the health experts say is safe because I will not risk one Laker fan. I don't want to lose any of them and I will protect them and I will do whatever I can to make sure that they're safe. You know what it feels like to me, Kirk? It's like when you go out for a great meal and you have a drink beforehand and it's perfect. And then mm. they bring out the appetizers, and it's perfect. And then they bring out the entree, and you're just, oh, my gosh, every last bite of this feels just tastes absolutely amazing. And then all of a sudden they say, you know what? The uh, pastry chef uh, isn't available tonight. There's no dessert. And you're like, this was a great night, but I feel like I'm missing a little bit of something. That's what it's like having a championship with no fans. That's what it's like having a championship with no parade. That's what it's like having all this stuff that isn't it, – it's great and it's wonderful and it's meaningful, but it's just not exactly right, and it feels like we're closer than ever before. Oh, I mean, you, you hit it on the head, Travis. It just – it feels like it happened, but you want to touch it. Right. You want to feel it, and you can't feel that. Like, I, I've been in that part where – I've been in the arena when my team won a championship, right? I know what that emotion felt like. You know, it was like excitement. It was tears of joy. It was the confetti coming down, like all of that. Like you were in that moment. And I think right now for a lot of people in L.A., it's it, it's it's something that you'll say, hey, they won, but you don't feel that same attachment as if I was there. I was along that ride with them. It's like it kind of just happened. Yeah, it's it's a very different experience. Here's our first tweet of the night from our pal John of Fullerton, Travin Kirk. To be honest, I'm a big Angels fan, but I'm still going to sit this season out, mainly so I don't have to watch Pujols struggle on the bases and ground <laughs> into 100 double plays. We'll start next season when there's no him. John, I hear you. I feel you. I get that watching Albert Pujols doesn't really fill you with joy the way that I thought uh, he might when he first came to the Angels, but I'll, I'll tell you right now. Angels, Dodgers, Padres, just about it. To go out, have a cold beer, sit in the sun, eat a hot dog, watch baseball. I don't care who's out on the field. I just want to go. I can't believe Wait, It's been 10 years since Pujol signed that deal? This is the 10th year? year? Last year, this year. Only, oh it, it's been 10 years, Kirk, and it only feels like 40, right? <laughs> it feels like it's forever. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> I mean, that, the reason it feels like it was forever is because it, it absolutely was. It didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, there were there were a lot of people that when the deal that deal got signed, it was like, "You're going to do what now? 
You're going to give him how long of a deal? And uh, (laughs) it turns out all those people were right. Uh, Zero playoff wins in that uh, nine years leading up to it. Hopefully they do do a little bit better right now. All right, Kirk, let's go back to what you and I spend most of our time talking about, and that is the Rams. The Rams have arguably made the biggest move in the offseason, getting Matt Stafford as their quarterback. We're going to get into that next. It's Travis and Sliwa. Kirk's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, Kirk, we got a couple of things that I got to get to right away. Number one, it is official. The UC Santa Barbara Gauchos have clinched the Big West title in men's basketball, the regular season title. That is the first title since 2010. So you can congratulate me, Kirk, for my Gauchos winning the Big West. <laughs> um, okay. Where, where, where are they having a, a tournament at? Are they doing it down at the. They usually do it at at uh, Honda Center down at the in Honda Anaheim. Center, right? I don't know with the pandemic what the plan is, but they uh, they're the let, let's just enjoy the championship, Kirk. Let's just I enjoy do. the little moment. So would they be a, what they're a 15 seed? They got doing the playing game. I mean, how yeah, they probably work? something like that. Who, who <laughs> knows? Now you're bringing me down. I'm trying to enjoy a rare Gaucho basketball conference championship. And nice, you're bringing me down. Man. One nice. quick tweet here. This is from Hector. It says, guys, I'm ready for the Friday night extravaganza. Quick question. With Dictator Newsom, I believe his title is governor, <laughs> Dictator Newsom allowing fans for opening day, do you think it'll only take two days to get home from Chavez Ravine since it's going to be 25% capacity? Look, they're, what, what do they call them? COVID blessings, these things that you find yeah. that uh, aren't good. Look, if you can get out of Dodger Stadium in less than you know 10 hours, that's a nice little hidden COVID blessing, I guess. Yeah, but I think also too is just who 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 gets those tickets though too that's with the limited capacity. Question. That that that's the biggest question in Los Angeles because now you want to walk around and say, you know, we know what LA is. We know what Los Angeles is. It's about being exclusive. It's getting into places that not everyone can get into. And so now the next thing will be a Dodger game because you're going to if you get to a Dodger game just don't even look at your phone. Don't look at social media, Travis. No, because everybody, because people aren't even going to go just to watch the game. They just want to watch. They just go in there and just take pictures. I'm in the Dodger game. The gram, I'm right? in the Dodger game. I'm in Dodger Stadium. Ha 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 ha. Like that's what I think is going to happen. Honestly, for real. I'll, I'll, I'll just put it this way. I'm going to be making some phone calls to people that I haven't talked to in a while. Hey, hey, how you been? What do you got? Hey, you know, you, you had those Dodger season tickets. You still, so what's going on with those? So, you know, you still, you see, you, you part of that 25%? Oh, really? Uh, hey, you, mm-hmm. anybody using them this weekend? I'm, Absolutely. I'm going to throw some lines in the water. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you got you to start using all of the contacts that you have. But I, I, honestly, I, I believe that in the next couple of weeks and hopefully things continue to, to um, you know, go downward in terms of uh, COVID cases 
But I do know that, look, Dodger Stadium has also been, what, one of the biggest vaccine vaccination sites in all of the country, though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So now what happens with that aspect of when baseball season does start in, the, in, in April? You know what I mean? Does now, does that take away from where the vaccinations were happening and hopefully numbers don't go up because right now I'm excited that we're seeing the trend finally go down where we're going to see, I, I, I was excited to see high school football schedules released yesterday. Okay. Hey, Travis, look, like Kirk, high school I, I, football little, in the spring. My, my youngest son is a high school freshman and yeah. he gets to play a baseball scrimmage tomorrow in the state of California, and it feels like Game Seven of the World Series for me. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm so thrilled to go watch some freshman baseball. It's just been so long since they've gotten to do anything, and it just, I mean, that's it's true for everybody to be able yeah. to go watch whether it's high school sports or college sports or you know certainly professional sports, just to get a chance to go back in those arenas. It's a big deal. No, it is huge deal. But I think we also. You know, we want to walk around and, and, and be a part of it. Like I said, some of the best moments, and I know that I can say this for you as well, some of our best moments with our families is at the ballpark, man, is at the sure. stadiums. Like, I remember some of the times that where I've been and, and what's happened, like, especially when it comes to, like, the, the guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, with my dad or my brother, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, we've had some moments where you go to the game, you grab a couple brews, sit down, and – Especially baseball. baseball, right? Yeah, just Especially watch baseball. baseball. Yeah, where you go and have a couple of beers with your dad or your brother or your best friends, and you just kind of hang out. Because you get to watch baseball, but you also get to tell stories and BS for three hours. It's great. <laughs> right. Andy, <Yeah. laughs> that's very important. That's very important. All right, so speaking of getting into buildings, hopefully by the time we get to the fall, we're back uh, cranked up to, if maybe not full capacities, hopefully somewhere very close to it, and people get to see SoFi. You and I have been a little bit spoiled. We've gotten in there a few times along the way, get a chance to see it, and it is extraordinary. And the Rams put a really good product on the field last year as well. Second round of the playoffs, division round, they lose to Green Bay. And they did it with a quarterback. And, you know, you and I spent a ton of time talking about this on the pregame show, the postgame show. And I was particularly tough on Jared Goff. I thought that he Mm -hmm. was the reason that they were really kind of limited offensively, that he would make the same mistakes over and over and over again. But I also thought that they were going to kind of be painted into a corner because all the money that they gave him not that long ago. Well, here you are a couple of months later. And this is really the first time you and I have had a chance to talk about it together. Yeah. Matt Stafford is the quarterback of the L.A. Rams. How extra, just Let's just start right there, Kirk. How blown away were you that the Rams were able to execute that deal on the heels of giving Goff all that money? I'm shocked, Travis. I'm still shocked. And the thing about it is the deal is still not official until March 17th, so I'm still kind of keeping my fingers crossed that nothing happens by March 17th, mm-hmm. that Jared Goff doesn't have some bad injury, that all of a sudden the Detroit Lions have to pull out of this trade. But – for all intensive purposes, it's going to go through on March 17th, which is the first day of the NFL's league uh, new year. And I, I'm shocked because I didn't think that they would find a taker for that contract. But I'm also shocked that the, what they got in return in Matthew Stafford. Now, look, the Rams yeah. are going to give up first-round picks. That's just what they do. And the success right. that they've had without first-round picks, you tell me another team that's had that kind of success without having a first-round pick. No, there's none. People value right. these first-round picks, and I look at them all the time, and I'm like, can you name the – people can't even name the top five from last season <laughs> in the NFL mm-hmm. draft. Like, they can't. It's just it's difficult because that's just the way the NFL draft works. The Rams realized – they said, look, we value player over draft pick. We value the player over the future draft pick of 
that may work out, may not work out, but we'll take the player right now. We've seen it with Jalen Ramsey, which has been a success, a home run. Now they're trying to do it again with Matthew Stafford. I'm just shocked that they got that in return. A guy who I think is in the prime of his career at the quarterback. He's still, I think, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, Travis Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. And now he's in a situation that allows him to be the quarterback. He's always truly been, but this time it's a little bit different. The expectations are different in Los Angeles. But Sean McVay, the coach, finally, finally got the quarterback that he never had when he first got to Los Angeles. Well, you could feel it. You, you could feel it coming, Kirk. It was in the middle of the season last year. I believe it was after the first San Francisco game. Jared Goff had a bad night. He threw a couple of interceptions. He fumbled a couple of times. Right. And after that game, you and I are listening to the Sean McVay postgame press conference. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to get the quote exactly right, but it's going to be close. It was something along the lines of, our quarterback needs to do a better job protecting the ball. And you and I both looked at each other like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's different. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty different. That That is the first time we had ever heard Sean McVay be directly critical of Jared Goff. And then the next day, I think it was Lindsay, asked him, hey, you know, about the quarterback, you know, what what's going to be – and he didn't back off. He kind of stayed and, look, we need to do better there. All our players need to play better, and that includes the quarterback, and we need to get better there. And that at that point you knew, okay, he's dissatisfied because you watch the games with the Rams – the Rams' defense last year was the best defense in football. It, it was just extraordinary. They, With Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, they just ha- have such an advantage on that side of the ball. And then you look at the offensive line, it's pretty good. You look at Cam Makers, pretty good player. You have two very good wide receivers in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And you're looking at saying, why do they struggle to score 20 points? And the answer was the quarterback. Because he kept making the same mistakes over and over again. He kept throwing interception. He kept holding the ball too long. He kept fumbling. He's not athletic. He can't make things happen outside the pocket, off of the throwing platform, all these things. And Sean McVay knew it. And he just wasn't going to say it, but he knew it too. And then he saw Matt Stafford, and Matt Stafford can do all of those things that I just said Jared Goff can't do. He's going to throw some interceptions, but he's going to throw the ball down the field. He can make plays with his legs. He's far more athletic than I think most people understand. He's really strong. He's really tough. And he goes out there, and there wasn't one person that I watched that that follows the Lions that I was paying attention to that said the reason the Lions are a lousy team is because their quarterback sucks. What they would say was the Lions are a lousy team. The only decent player we have on this team right now is our quarterback. And now you put those two things together, and the Rams were missing one piece. The Lions had one piece, and now the Rams are loaded. Loaded all the way around. Like you, I think you, you, you hit it right there, though. And for people out there who are listening is that when you evaluate a team at the end of a year, regardless, we're talking about baseball, basketball, football, it doesn't matter. When you say, man, what held us back from being great this year? What, what's the one area that really held us back? Rams, I could point to a couple things. We could say special teams. Maybe we could say, hey, a returner who can change the game for us a little bit, give us some opportunities in the return game, whether it's kickoff return, punt return. But overwhelmingly, it was the quarterback position. And it was to a point where you can't make excuses for the quarterback anymore. Sean McVay has always done a great job of deflecting blame from the quarterback. It's, I got to do a better job. I got to do a better job of calling plays. I have to do this. I have to do And it was to a point where you can't keep telling me that, Sean McVay. Like, your quarterback Mm -hmm. is playing bad. He is really not – he's not good right now. He, he is – his decision-making is what's holding this team back right now. Has he been better? Yes. We saw what 2018 looked like. Jared Goff met, had some believers. 
But since that year of 2018 when he made the Pro Bowl, it's been back-to-back seasons of yeah. who really is this guy? Is this the 2018 well, guy or is this the guy that we saw in his rookie season? It was two years in a row of this isn't getting any better. You know right. what I mean? And, and look, you're a parent. I'm a parent. A, a lot of us, that are, a lot of people listening out there are parents too. It's not so much mistakes that drive you crazy with your kids, right? They're going to make their kids. They <laughs> oh, make yeah. mistakes. It's, they're going to do that. And you, you, hopefully you say, okay, no, that, that's not how we do this. This is how we do this. And hopefully the next time they do it a little bit better. They don't have to do it perfect, but a little bit better. And then over time, they stop making that same mistake. Jared Goff was making the same mistake in week 32 that he was making in week one. It never changed. And, and to your point, it was the same stuff coming out of Sean McVay's mouth. It was the same, oh, I need to put us in a better position. I need to call better plays. I didn't do a good job here. I didn't do a good job there. And it went from being a good leader, taking responsibility for things that don't go, to, okay, now he's just being dishonest and covering for bad quarterback play. And, and, and at some point, I think he probably felt like, I can't keep telling the same lie. Everybody knows I'm just <laughs> lying through my teeth. Yep. we got to do something about this. we got to fix it. And they did. Yeah, and they got it right. And now, look, they got some other holes that they'll have to fill. They've got some outstanding players who have out, you know, kind of, uh, I think, outdone their contract, right? They've went out there and played well enough. They'll make some decisions in that front over the next couple weeks, but they feel like they got the piece that can get them to the top of the NFC next year. I mean, this is not like it's a team that was bad last year. No. They won, but they won because of – an outstanding defense, like you mentioned, Travis. A defense that they, they didn't have the defense that they did last year. This is a team that was not That's making a the playoffs. Team. Yeah, this this was not going to be a good football team. But I'm excited about Matthew Stafford. He brings in a a kind of uh, confidence that he had, but not that arrogance. No. And in to and it's crazy to think that he does take after, or I'll say that. Maybe his best friend from high school or middle school <laughs> kind of takes after him, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe so. Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford, we all know, have been have been friends since they were the age of like six, seven years old. So, yeah. for some reason, it just feels like they both fit. We know Kershaw fits in Los Angeles, but I think bringing along Stafford, yeah, Matthew Stafford is going to fit in quite well in Los Angeles because he's a guy that's going to keep his head down, do his work. And then I think let the play show kind of prove to everybody that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. What did I do wrong, man? My best friends sell pork and they're firefighters <laughs> and they work for realty companies and yeah. software companies. Like, why are my friends the best pitcher of the Dodgers or the quarterback of the Rams? What did I do yeah. wrong? Same here, brother. I, I don't know. What, what, what did we miss you out on this, right? You did all right for yourself. You played nine years in the NFL. You did okay. Yeah, but, you know, everybody else didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the better question is, what's their problem, not what's your problem? Yeah, all right. I, I need a buddy that could, that could throw nine innings, right? <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all do. Everybody needs somebody in their life that can go out there and get it done. All right, uh, Kirk, I'm going to ask you a question when we come back. I'm going to ask you the same question that Key asked me on his show the other day. Mm. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Sliwa. Kirk's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
So where do you come out on that, Kirk? Are you okay with hot dogs as an appetizer before you get after it for real? Uh, yeah, hot dog is never really like it, – it depends on how you're going, right? Shout out to Pink's Hot Dogs, by the way. They opened Those back up in the last couple uh, weeks. And uh, when, when Pink's is back open, like you're going there to eat as an entree. Yeah, you're not different. going there for an appetizer, so that's different. Yeah. But when I'm at, like, if we're at a barbecue, Travis, I come to your house. I'm down uh-huh. in the OC. Keep I'm going. coming there. You know, you on a grill. Yep. You grab a hot dog as an appetizer. That's a starter. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, you grab See? a dog as a starter. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, oh, the, the food will be ready in a, in a minute. But you can grab a hot dog. Like, how many people have said that? Like, What's what's ready? Like, oh, we got some burgers, we got some hot dogs, yeah. and then all, all the meat will be ready a little bit later. <laughs> because that's the entree. Yes. The appetizers are like the burgers and dogs and stuff. Jesse, I need you to flag this and make sure that Chris gets it, because this is an education for Slew. This is why Kirk and I have gotten along <laughs> for five football seasons together. But that's real. Because, because we understand each other perfectly. Because we understand that – and that is exactly what I said the other night, Kirk. I said, look – and I said this to Slee. I said, if you came over to my house, I would say, you know what? The, the steaks will be ready in a few minutes, and maybe we got some fish on the grill or some chicken or whatever it is. And we got all the, but, but, right, I got a couple of these dogs here. You want a couple? You're going to have a couple, right? You're just going to, yeah, sure, perfect. It's, a, it's an appetizer. It's a warm-up. You don't just show up and, like, for instance, when you were playing for the Raiders or the Bills or the Jags or any of your NFL teams, you just didn't pull up your car in the parking lot, put your helmet on, and go kick the game off and start. You'd warm no. up a little bit. You'd stretch. You'd maybe get a massage. You'd maybe – get a little sweat going so when mm-hmm. the game started you were ready to go and that's what the hot dogs are for yeah, even if all the the food was already prepared you still start <laughs> with a hot dog on your plate with the rest of the actual meat like if there's yes. some chicken some tri-tip right. beans and whatever i mean that's the way i do you still hit the hot dog no matter what i don't know for some reason i feel like the hot dog cleanses your palate to get you ready <laughs> I'm being, and you're laughing because you know it's true. I do. Like the hot, because and, and you know why, Travis? Because people can't mess up hot dogs. No, you can't it is, it, it is them, impossible. Them. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's like a it's chicken thigh. Impossible to. You can't to, get a chicken like, thigh wrong either. You know. Yeah, you you cannot mess up a hot dog. So when you go, usually go somewhere, you're like, oh, let me grab a hot dog real quick because you know. The hot dog is going to be okay, it, no matter what. You, you can't go wrong with it. But once that hot dog is down, you're like, all right, palate cleanse. Let's go to work. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to ask you this question that Key asked me the other morning. Is it a Super Bowl or bust for the Rams? If the Rams do not make the Super Bowl this upcoming season, was the trade a bad idea? Uh, No. I would say it's a conference championship appearance kind of season. That's what I said. Um, Winning the Super Bowl, we know how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. We know the margin for error is is so difficult. Um, seeing Kansas City get back there, obviously they uh, had a bit of good luck. Um, a lot of guys stayed healthy. They got back to the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, no one saw them going all the way to the Super Bowl. Even if they had Tom Brady, we we didn't think that they can, you know, get past you know the NFC gauntlet. I guess of all the teams. Mm-hmm. Especially within their own division, Green Bay. Especially who, every game on the road. Yeah, I mean that, that was just that was just that was just Tom Brady and his greatness. And people were like, oh, one player doesn't well, one player who's the I think the greatest football player of all time. It's it's a reason why this dude's won seven Super Bowls, right? But honestly, though, know, Travis, like I, I can't put the Rams in like oh if they don't win a Super Bowl, this is a bad. P-. 
honestly, they were trying to get out of the Jared Goff contract, mm-hmm. right? Jared Goff, pretty pretty steep price though, Kirk. And and I look. Let, let me say let me say this first. Yeah. I like that they did it. I I love that yes. they were bold. I love that they took a chance, but giving away those picks, and I also believe that give me a player that I know is a good pro relative yeah. to a draft pick that might be a good pro. Because you're telling me you're not going to draft a better quarterback than Matt Stafford in the next few years. You're just no, not. You're, you're not. not. Not with as good as he is and where the Rams are going to be picking. We saw it last year with Jared Goff. They're one of the last eight teams standing. So you're picking yeah. somewhere in the high 20s. You're not going to get a franchise quarterback most likely. And I know Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. I, I know that there are some outliers to that. But right. more often than not, those guys go very high in the draft. And the rest not where the Rams are going to pick. They got the number one overall pick in Matt Stafford. And if the price is a couple of first-round draft picks, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it too. I'm fine with it because by the time that Matthew Stafford is probably done as a Ram, the Rams will still have they'll have first round picks available to them. Mm-hmm. So, but for right now, I think the two first round picks that they had to give up are are what you would get for a top level quarterback. I mean, would you rather have Matthew Stafford or Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? And we're talking about right now, right? Because Matt this Stafford. league is about yeah this this league is about right now. Like, how many coaches draft a quarterback and then they don't even their tenure is done before the quarterback even leaves? Like, I can just tell everybody the name of Adam Gase, right? He gets there, <laughs> even though he didn't draft Sam Darnold, but it was Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was done after the first year. They bring in Adam Gase. He's done in two years. Mm-hmm. Sam Sam Darnold is brought to be on his third head coach in four seasons. Crazy. <laughs> like, come on, Travis. Like, it, it's I tell people all the time, man, like, you can say, oh, we're going to put all this money into uh, this is our plan. I say, yeah, it's cool. But all of a sudden, you start to get into that plan, and you realize this probably ain't gonna happen, right? It's just, it's just not. It's like me when you go over there. All right, Travis, another food analogy. I, I love the food analogies, <laughs> you but you know how it is. Someone brings in a dozen donuts, and you look at them and like, "Hey, man, go ahead, help yourself." You're like, "Nah, I'm all right, man. I'm." <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> and then you pass by them again. You like, you start eyeing them, and you're like, "I don't know." All right, I might just have one. You know, I might just have one. <laughs> and what you do? You go, oh, look, you got one. All right. Then about an hour later, you come back, and you look it again. Like, Probably man, I can't do this left. again. <laughs> Next thing you know, you didn't got another one. That's what happens, right, Travis? Like, you just keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it, it's, it, it's hard to say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't even know where I was going with that story, but I guess donuts kind of just came onto my mind. It, it comes up. Here, here's another tweet. It says, Trav, uh, updated ESPN LA power rankings after Kirk broke down the hot dog hamburger warm-up. Number one, Travis. Number two, Kirk Morrison <laughs> with a bullet moving up. C, Morales. Four, Amanda Brown, our boss. And then five, Karen Kay. So, Kirk, you're rising. You're going you're gonna to overtake me with these food analogies. I like it. I uh, like it a lot. You know, you know what else is out there too with the the Stafford Goff thing that I think is is interesting for a couple of different. One, I just like it because it's fun. But right. two, it may be a, a little bit of an escape hatch too. The way the NFL is going, it's turning more and more like the NBA, which is mm. you know what, star players are unhappy. I want to leave. They get out. Think about it. Matt Stafford said, "I want out. He's gone." 
Right. Carson Wentz is in Indianapolis. Deshaun Watson is likely to be on his move from Houston. Russell Wilson may leave the Seattle Seahawks. So just because you don't have first-round draft picks right now, it doesn't mean you won't be able to get a high-level player down the road because guys move now. Quarterbacks never used to move. And this offseason, we're going to see a million guys move. Oh, man. You're kind of opening up a, a blooming onion here, right, Travis? Because, <laughs> um, you know, you start to peel those layers back and you start to think about this. I know when I was in the NFL, Travis, people saw quarterbacks as the extension of the head coach and the owner, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you didn't really you didn't trust the quarterback in terms of what was going on in the locker room because you always felt like, man, you know, he's got the ear to the owner or the ear to the head coach and I could be expendable. But now it seems that these quarterbacks are just like other players. And meaning that like I've got a little bit of power and I can flex my muscle a little bit like owners would would you like quarterbacks would always seem like just they're not quiet, but they just kind of was. All right. I got my money and I'll just I'm, I'm going to be a good little soldier for the team. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's not that's not the that's case gone. anymore. That's gone. Not, that, and I'm trying to figure out who was the first one that kind of started that, because we've seen players do it but remember when it was wide receivers or running backs they were uh-huh. considered divas they were considered arrogant they, they were considered tro- yeah troublemakers right yeah now that the quarterbacks are doing it it has now <laughs> opened more eyes because guys trust me travis we see the dysfunction when you, you arrive you arrive to work and you see dysfunction and you're like i don't want to do this i don't want to be here well, your and, time is so limited, Kirk. You only, you know, if you're really, really lucky in the NFL, really lucky, mm, maybe you'll get ten years, maybe, and right. you probably won't get that many. You might get three or four. Correct. So, if, if you realize you're in a team looking at you, Houston Texans, that's an absolute joke, that's run by guys that are bozos that are running off the best players, that are trading their best players for peanuts, and you're looking at it saying. I'm screwed if I stay here. Why would you want to stay? Yeah, I don't. Uh, he can't stay. And I know people are saying that he signed a contract and, and this and that. But it's, at some point, you're like, look, I signed the contract, but I signed it under different circumstances. Right. Like I signed the contract, and I know he signed it even after DeAndre Hopkins was traded. Because he said, you know what, Bill O'Brien is here. Look, we're going to go out. Maybe they went and got Brandon Cooks. They went and got, you know, Randall Cobb. And they had mm. Kenny Stills. And they had Will Fuller. A lot of those guys won't be back next year. No. And it's a new coaching staff, new philosophy. A lot of the guys who are in that building, they aren't there anymore. No. And so for right now, if you don't enjoy where you're at in the NFL and you've got the power to say, you know what, I, I want to go somewhere else. The only thing is that that's all the Houston Texans have, because I I said I felt this. If Dan Marino could have left Miami in those years after he left the Super Bowl, how will we view him? How will we view Dan Marino? Right, Travis? Because right now we're different. I mean, everybody go. Tom Brady's in Tampa, for goodness sakes. I mean, if there's anybody that you thought might end up in one place, Joe Montana ends up in Kansas City. There's a whole bunch of guys in new places, and this feels like it's the new order in the NFL. All right, Kirk, let's change gears. Let's go to the Lakers and what they may do on the buyout market because a very Mm. big name came free earlier this morning. We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Slee. Kirk is in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So I have an answer to one of the questions that uh, you asked, Kirk. You ready? I'm ready. The Big West Tournament is in Las Vegas this year. That's where wow, the Big West there it tournament. is. How many tournaments are in Vegas now, man? All like of everybody. Them? <laughs> yeah, I was say, everybody but the ACC and the Big Ten. I bet it's straight seems up. Like that. Yeah, straight up. How are your uh, Aztecs? Are your Aztecs going to go to the tournament? Are they good again? Yeah, I mean, they, they just they just won a, uh, another back-to-back regular season title for the Mountain West. So we gotta we gotta go through the whole Mountain West Conference tournament. And they'll win that again, and then. So, you know, we're probably, you know, looking at about a four or higher seat, something like that. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, it's, <laughs> not no, it's no big West championship, but it's all right. All right, this <laughs> one comes from Dave in San Clemente. It says, Kurt, hot dogs or a palate cleanser, Morrison? Hey, Trav. Or, <laughs> Travis says, Sue, I'm not going to be home tonight. I um, I got to work late and stuff. I think he's implying that you and I are going to go out and eat hot dogs later tonight, Kirk. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it's quite that bad, is it? No, it ain't that bad, but man, come on, dude. I mean, it is a palate cleanser. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. All right, so Blake Griffin got uh, released, bought out by the Pistons, however you want yeah. to say it, but he's uh, available. And in, you know, immediately people started speculating about it, where he's going to go, and it looks like the Nets are the most likely landing spot for him because he's obviously going to have a lot of say in where he wants to go, but... Where do you come out on the idea of the Lakers making a play for him? Because when I first saw it, it just I just don't see the fit or the need for Blake Griffin as a Laker. My number one thing is always say when someone's available, why are they available? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I always say. And is Blake Griffin more name or more substance? I think right now he's more name. The substance for me is a guy who's averaging 12.3 points a game. And if we look at his career, his points have declined year after year after year. First year in Detroit, obviously he had something to prove. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know I'm, I'm Blake Griffin. I he still got off. game. Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> yeah. And then after that now, I think he's more worried about being in his improv and telling jokes and things like that off the court <laughs> than probably playing basketball or just because be it could be the place that he's playing right we saw Matthew Stafford couldn't wait to get out of Detroit could this be the same thing for Blake Griffin having spent some time in Detroit I don't know if the Lakers if this is a good fit for him or even the Lakers because I was having this discussion the other day Travis like when I think of Blake Griffin what do I think of yeah like this, this is a what, great question by the way like what, what like what do I think of like is he what, what is he elite at like what is he? What is he best at? If he goes to the Lakers, just say hypothetically, he's a Laker. What does Frank Vogel say? Okay, we're going to highlight Blake Griffin's strengths. What is that strength right now, Travis? Yeah, well, that that's the thing. I I'll put it to you this way: when the Lakers played the Pistons earlier this season in Detroit, right. I'm watching the game, and about halfway through the second quarter, I'm like. Oh, right. Blake Griffin's still in the NBA. Right, exactly. I for, yeah, I remember that guy. What, oh, right, he got traded to the Pistons. Oh, yeah, of course. And it wasn't because he was killing the Lakers. It was just you saw his name, you saw his face, and you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. right, Blake Griffin. He's not 
the Blake Griffin you think of jumping over the the car in the All-Star game. Right. He's not the guy you think of flying through the air. He's not the guy that was just a dynamic athletic guy. Basically what he is, he's kind of a three-point shooter now. He doesn't go to the basket anymore. He doesn't really display that incredible athleticism that he used to have. And it feels like much more of a name that you remember as opposed to a guy that you need. Oh, man, you're right on. I mean, 31% from three right now, only averaging Mm -hmm. close to six rebounds. So that's why I ask, you know, what what kind of player, um, if the Lakers were to go after, are they getting? Is he a lockdown defender? Is he just a three-point shooter? Is he a guy who can spread the court? Is he – and also, too, whatever team he does go with, he's not going to start. He's not a starter right now on those teams. For Detroit, he is. But if he comes to just say he comes to the Lakers, is Blake Griffin a starter with the Lakers? No. Like who, who, who are you taking out of your starting spot? Like, no. Well, the, the thing with Griffin, too, let, let's just play this out. Let's say that he signs with the Nets, right? This is, Correct. And the Nets are really good. This yes, is not to throw the shade in any shade at all at the Nets. They're very, very good. James Harden's out of his damn mind right now. We know what Kevin <laughs> yeah. Durant is. And Kyrie, who's nuts, is also really, really good. Right. So they're, they're, they're going to be there at the end. I, I really, truly believe that. But you, you tell me, Kirk, doesn't it feel like – when we get into the playoffs, you're going to be watching a Brooklyn Nets game, and you're going to see Blake Griffin in his sweats on the sideline go, oh, that's right, they got Blake Griffin. Why does he never play? Doesn't it feel like mm-hmm. one of those? Yeah, oh, no. He'll play, but he'll be with that second unit. Um, you know what I mean? He'll get some minutes, but when it comes down to clutch closing time, this is Kevin Durant, it's Kyrie Irving, James Harden, um, yeah, th- that's who's going to be on the floor. We know those three. And I don't know if Blake Griffin will be on the floor. So, yes, it's more of a name right now. And I get this a lot with free agency in the mm-hmm. NFL, too. Everybody's like, oh, man, this guy's available. And I'm saying, really? Like, I th- still think J.J. Watt's a baller. <laughs> you know, he do got you? paid. Do you yeah. think there's a lot left in that tank? I, I go back and forth. You know he's going to work. You know he's going right. to be fierce. But he just that dude gets hurt so, so often. Yeah, he was he was healthy last year, so I'll give him that. But JJ Watt is like he he's still at the end of that prime, right? I think mm-hmm. he's at the end of it. He's still got some some stuff left. He's not still in checks yet. I, I think this was that last big deal for him. For Blake Griffin, I think that he's already past that prime. He's twelve seasons in, and we all knew that. What would Blake Griffin be without the jumping ability? Right. right. That's why I always value when I watch Vince Carter, because when Vince Carter couldn't jump anymore, even though he can still jump, by the way. Yeah. Um, but when he wasn't jumping over people, his game expanded. He became a, a knockdown three point shooter. He became an elite defender in his later years in the league. He retired because he just like I'm done playing had I played enough. 20 years. I had enough. But when you when guys like that who have that kind of ability, that athleticism, you have to evolve. You have to. Your game has to go somewhere, and I'm not sure where Blake Griffin's game has ever went to. Yeah. Like it's never really changed. And you can't be a back to the basket guy anymore. You can't just be a wing guy anymore. He's not a knockdown three point shooter, so he has to go to a team where he's going to be humbled by. Hey, you come here. You're not the same guy. 
You know what no. I mean? Like him and DeAndre Jordan could be on the bench at yeah, the same it, time. Well, and, and you look at it from the Lakers' perspective. You know, I think the Lakers need probably two things. If we're looking at the mm-hmm. Lakers, and, and I still think the Lakers, like we were talking about the Nets a minute ago, Lakers are the team to beat in the West. Once Anthony Davis is back and, and assuming that he's able to stay healthy and be himself, they're the team to beat. But they got two things. Number one, losing Dwight and JaVale has been an issue. They, they yes. miss those guys. Mm-hmm. The, they miss those big active bodies yes, they do. in the paint. They're, those guys are missed. There's no question about that. And the other thing that the Lakers need is somebody that can make threes. They, they got guys that can get hot. I mean, KCP can get hot. He can make some shots here or there. We know that you know Caruso can make a shot. LeBron and AD can make threes. But they don't have a guy that's a three-point shooter. Blake Griffin doesn't fill either one of those needs. Blake Griffin's not a, a, a three-point guy. I mean, he can, like you said, he's shooting 31%, I think. Yeah. And, and he, he's not a big guy that's going to stand in the paint and affect the, and affect the rim and, and make guys hesitant to go in there. He doesn't fill either one of the needs that the Lakers have. Yeah, that's why I look at P.J. Brown. Not P.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ Tucker. Why I say P.J. Brown? P.J. Tucker, yeah. P.J. Tucker. Um, P.J. Tucker, I think, will be – Make those shots. He's, he's perfect for the Lakers. He's not going to clog up the paint. He's going to sit on that little right wing that uh, I mean that, that right corner is where he's at. He's going to stay right there and he's going to be he's a lockdown defender. I, those are two things that he does very very well that will help out a Frank Vogel when he wants to go and, and tinker with his lineups. That's the part where I'm saying that when you get into this buyout market, a lot of times are you getting a big name or are you getting some actual substance? Right, because there's a reason why some of these guys are in the buyout market. No question. But you need to find something that suits you that is going to get you over the hump. And you mentioned a couple things that I've been staring at the Lakers is those two guys who came off the bench. But what else did they come off the bench or when they did start? What did they come with, Travis? What did they come energy. with? Energy, energy, man. Oh, they came like it was. It was affectious, like uh, energy. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, okay, yeah. And because they knew they weren't the the main players, they weren't the main stars. But man, Dwight Howard gets a big dunk. Oh man, the yeah. whole bench would erupt. Same well, and now the guy Javel. that they get the energy from, and you're already asking him to do everything else, is LeBron. Le- right. LeBron is the guy that. And KCP can do it on occasion too. He plays his guts out. I th- I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I know that his yeah. shooting comes and goes, but I really like how he goes about his business. I think he plays really really hard. He's just inconsistent. Yeah. But basically, you're asking LeBron to be the guy that creates the energy every single night, and that's just one more thing that he needs to. He can do it, but right. you know, eventually, when you ask somebody to do everything, something's got to give. All right, Kirk, I am going to ask you what I think might arguably be. The most important question I've ever asked you in five years. I'm going to tell you what that is. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Sliwa. Kirk's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.